And hello, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we're going to be talking timber industry. One of my favorite topics because um, next to some of the other more popular topics of the day, um, there's a new story. There's actually an old story that's not getting told and we're going to tell it. And there's some real weird stuff going on right now. And I know that especially those of you in Oregon and Washington and Idaho right now are choking on smoke. Well, part of that is you can thank your federal government and the lack of good forest management for all that tinder and kindling sitting on the ground, just waiting for those lightning strikes to hit it. So we're fighting back a little bit here. And there's some moves in Oregon going on that uh, Jen Hammaker is going to be here in just a second to talk with us about. So you're going to get educated on timber and what's going on in Oregon. And we're going to give you some ways that you can help. But let, let me first tell you how you can also help is paying attention to our sponsors. One of our sponsors is... BS Free MD. Yes, BS stands for exactly what you think it does. These are both doctors, Tim and May, Oregon doctors who came out during the dark time and they are they will they are not afraid of any topic. Uh, they have a podcast. You can look them up on Spotify. They also do work on Facebook. They have a newsletter. These guys are interviewing some of the greatest people in the country talking about medical things. Last week, it was so interesting. It was about how you need to be checking over your insurance policy every single time you get a bill from the doctor because you don't know what you're being charged for. And a lot of times you're being charged for more than you thought. Another sponsor. Dr. Michael Bratlin, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone matters. Your health matters the most. He doesn't care if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated. He just wants you to get in and get the care that you need. Also, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. If you haven't tried hyperbarics, you need to. Tell Matt McCarl you saw it on Rick Dancer. He'll give you a deal. I promise you. And also Douglas Timber Operators, uh, great people representing people throughout Roseburg area who are in the timber industry um, fighting for uh, right now fighting fires because that's the first people on the scene when there's a fire in Oregon is usually those people working in the timber companies. So um, those are your first line of defense. And I'm going to be back there in Oregon actually next week. I'm on Monday shooting a story up near Blue River on that fire up there with a guy who's fighting the fire. Then we'll be down in Coquille with him as a logger. Lots of things going on. But here is Jen Hammaker. She, uh, hi, Jen. Hey. So, you know, this is a perfect background for a timber story because you got all that wood behind you, you know, coming from us in the log cabin out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen is with the Oregon Natural Resource industries, um, a group that is bringing agriculture, farming, logging, all of it together uh, to help fight for the right to just use and and replenish our natural resources in Oregon. But you've got some you got some some competition or some some tough stuff coming up here. And I want you to explain to people what's going on in the timber industry. Um, with the Forest Service and kind of where this is at. So tell tell people a little history first. Okay. 
Uh, I'm Jen Hamaker. I'm president of Oregon Natural Resource Industries. Our mission is to protect, defend, and support natural resource jobs, families, communities, and uh, businesses. Um, right now, we've been involved with uh, fighting the HCP, trying to stop the HCP. HCP stands for Habitat Conservation Plan, and it is a voluntary plan that uh, uh, brings in uh, federal agencies to help manage our lands, um, and in this case, shut down 53% of our state forests. So when you say voluntary, what do you mean? Because it's, it's, you don't have to do it? Mm -mm. No, so the um, Cape Brown uh, directed the Department of Forestry, sorry, the Board of Forestry, to put more conservation on our forests. And the Board of Forestry directed the Oregon Department of Forestry, ODF, to um, come up with some kind of a conservation plan. And they chose to put together a 70-year habitat conservation plan that will shut down 53% of our state forests. But you don't have a choice as a timber company whether or not to do this. The voluntary part is what? The voluntary I, don't want people to, I don't want people to think this is something you're, that industry is voluntarily doing because they don't want this. No, the industry is not voluntarily doing this. The Department of Forestry is voluntarily doing this. So it doesn't have to be done. It absolutely does not have to be done. So you guys have been fighting this and, and you were making some headway. You went to a meeting in Bend uh, a couple of months ago, and but, but things have soured a little. Yeah, so the thing is, is that this HCP is, uh, it's going to affect everybody in Oregon. Um, but where it's really going to affect or impact is the 15 counties, which the, the state timber sits um, and is harvested because those counties uh, rely heavily on timber harvest revenue. Um, the job base around there relies on those jobs, uh, family wage jobs. So um, right now, what has happened is the Board of Forestry, now they've been doing this since 2019, 2020, putting together this HCP. And we've put so much pressure on them that they've decided to pass the buck on to ODF. So the Board of Forestry is made up of seven individuals appointed by Kate Brown um, that decide what our policy for our forests are going to be. And then the state forester implements that policy. And you guys thought they were starting to kind of come around and listen to you. You had some, you, you made, you got some, some legs going. Yes. And that, that's the, that's the super frustrating part, Rick, because what has happened is they have basically uh, written a resolution, which they're going to be voting on on the 7th of September, the next uh, and, and the last Board of Forestry meeting before the end of the year. Um, so if anybody out there wants to voice their opinion, please sign up for testimony or to give public comment that will be um, put into public record on for September 6th or 7th, um, because that's the last time you're going to be heard on this for the rest of the year. Uh, but they're going to be voting for this, what they call a resolution. And basically it's a directive. So the Board of Forestry is given a directive to the Oregon Department of Forestry, ODF, uh, to basically, they say on, on the, um, the actual recommendation is to add more, increase timber harvest. But in the same breath of air, they're saying that they want no net loss of habitat conservation areas. So how can you do that? How can you, 
how can you increase timber harvest? And yet, so it, they're, so they're mincing words. They're just, it's bullshit. It's double talk. Yeah, it's double talk. And then um, in the, in almost the last recommendation, it literally says there is no need for staff ODF to return to the board for further direction. In that paragraph, they're letting them ODF take control authority and enter into the NEPA process, the National Environmental Policy Act process um, for finality, for completion. So the, there's something real wrong with this picture. So they passed the buck and they're so they don't have to take responsibility or the heat for what's going to happen. And the yeah. wording of it makes it sound like one thing when and they think the public will go, oh, look, they're increasing timber harvest. But how do you do that if you're if you're at the same time being ordered to increase the habitat protection? Right. Well, and, the, and, and a thing that's kind of crazy about this, too, is that they asked the uh, Department of Forestry to come back with some more accurate um, harvest levels because uh, the last time they came back with harvest levels, it was 34 34 percent less than what they were telling the Board of Forestry. And so they said, OK, wait a second, go back and, and do these numbers again. We want to know. And then all of a sudden they put this resolution out for the Board of Forestry to increase. What, what do they know that we're not what we don't know? So they uh, never took they didn't take into account that 34 percent difference. I, yeah, I, and I you, don't. And I, you thought they were. Yeah. That yeah. was a yeah. Yeah, this is this is. So, um, so what's the, I talked to Betsy Johnson a while back mm -hmm. and she's you know, she's up in in uh, right in the heart of one of the counties that's going to be hit the hardest by this. Yeah. What what potentially, because is there any way to stop this at this point? I mean, really? Uh oh, I think I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. OK, is there any way to really stop this, Jen? Um, you know what? We are about to hire an attorney um, because I don't know what the legalities are of this. This is a bureaucracy that is um, that has created a, a 70 year plan, but it's not just a conservation plan. This is a community and an economic plan for Oregon as well. And their due diligence has been uh, none. So we just talked to the Jewel School District uh, last night and they had no idea this was coming. Uh, the f rural fire departments, which will be closed down because they'll be losing critical funding, they have no idea. And the thing is, is that when you let 70 years of fuels grow on the forest floor and then lightning strikes or something gets out of hand and there's a fire, uh, those rural communities are not gonna have the first responders, which are the loggers out there um, or the rural uh, local fire departments out there because there won't be any timber to harvest and there won't be any revenue to keep those uh, departments going. So it, they won't have any means to fend for themselves. So what do you think this is like the Board of Forestry? I mean, I know some people on there and, you know, they're good people and some, some of them are farmers. But mm -hmm. are, are they folding to pressure from the woke culturally um, elite saying here, you know, Here's what you have to do rather than who who's going to pay the price besides the community. Who's going to that's what drives me crazy about this is you're going to lose. I mean, 
you think our schools are in trouble now wait till jewel and seaside and cannon beach and mm -hmm. astoria yeah yeah all those little school districts get slammed with these things do our public officials have no ability to think past their you know getting a big pat on the back from culture and not look at the hard decisions that that, that they're making are they're picking an owl over a, the human beings again yeah. And yeah. the gen and they skate this by the general public, so people don't even know. Yeah, I agree. You so you want to hear a crazy statistic that'll make yeah. your toes curl? Yeah. Between nine between nineteen fifty two and nineteen eighty seven, Oregon experienced only one fire, one uh, forest fire in excess of ten thousand acres. Currently, since nineteen eighty seven, we uh, we experienced over 500,000 acres of forest fires every year. Oh, well, Jen, that, that's climate change. Everybody can answer that. Right. Right. So how I, I just don't understand why people don't look at the better good for all the community. I mean, look what happened last fire over Labor Day three years ago. Mm -hmm. They protect the spotted owl habitat their very protection plan actually destroyed it because it left it vulnerable to fire and all that land. Maybe human beings should just get the hell out of the way and manage forests the way we used to do it when it obviously the history shows that it worked. It's unbelievable. So another and thing, another thing that's important to understand is that this habitat conservation plan. Okay. So up in Clatsop County, they haven't seen a spotted owl. There's been uh, research, 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 there, studies, studies, studies. There's been no spotted owls up there for almost a decade. But they're going to close down the forest for the spotted owl in case it comes back someday. <laughs> what about the barred owl? That was right. actually found to be the thing that really did threaten the spotted owl, not the timber logging and the harvesting. It was the barred owl. Right. And nobody ever talks about that. They just talk about the spotted owl. And there's Maybe. no mitigation within the HCP that that mitigates the threat of the of the barred owl. So they're basically perpetuating the same results. And there's no mitigation for wildfire. Uh, there's no there's no uh, emergency response plan. There's no uh, tree abatement plan after wildfire. Um, th this whole thing is it's a scam. It is it is poorly put together. ODF did a shabby job at it. They got inaccurate inaccurate numbers not only on timber harvest levels but on socioeconomic impacts. Um, they didn't include 512 taxing districts within the HCP boundaries um, in the socioeconomic impacts. They have told nobody about this. Nobody knows about this. The people up in Clatsop, Tillamook, Coos, uh, Curry, Douglas, Blaine, Lynn, uh, Benton, Washington, Columbia, the 15 counties didn't know about it because ODF and the Board of Forestry never told them. So they're not going to have time to pivot. And if it wasn't for Henri, none of them would have known. But Henri went out there and we let them know what was going on. We realized that the due diligence of ODF and the Board of Forestry was negligent. And so we started telling people, we started shouting it from the roofs. And so much so that we got eight proclamations signed by eight different counties opposing the HCP. And that's hundreds of thousands of people that that represents. Right. And then we got the petition signed opposing the HCP. And if anybody wants to sign a petition, please go to OregonStrongerTogether.com. 
OregonStrongerTogether.com. That's right. So are you just, I mean, when you're going to like Washington County commissioners and telling them this, what, what, what are they saying? Well, actually, um, Washington County commissioners, there's two of them that are on the side of opposing that. Uh, the of other course. one, well, no, we wanted, we wanted to make sure that the spotted owl and the marble burlet and the coho salmon, which has a commercial fishing uh, uh, permit right now on it, so it's not really endangered. Um, we want those things to survive. Oh, okay. Well, so do you. Yeah. So, so do I. Yes. And but we at all. What, what cost? At what cost? And we all want clean air. We all want clean water. We all want a healthy environment. We want sustainable building material. Um, we all want the same things. It's getting there that is the that is the huge problem here. And if you keep on putting conservation on our lands, it's going to keep on burning at more and more and more. 86% of all wildfire in Oregon is on federal land because it's unmanaged. Okay, so I want, let's unpack that a little bit so people understand this because here's what happens. Uh, I could just use, I hope I don't get in trouble, but like, let's talk about Justina's. Justina's own thousands and thousands of acres of timberland. So when a fire happens, they go in and they clean up all the debris that they can, uh, leaving the streams and stuff protected, but they clean up all that wood, salvage what they can, get the brush down, get it down so that when the next storm comes in, you don't have a fire. So their land doesn't burn as much when, when these fires that are going on, the 86% or whatever it was you just said. Right. But what happens is next door, you have 800 acres of a federal forest. Right. And the federal forest people aren't doing shit. So they just leave it there. And that's what catches on fire. And then it damages the other people's property. Now, think about, I'm sorry, you got me going. Then <laughs> think about little, little Jan Johnson. And her grandfather gave her 500 acres of timber. And she manages that. And it's her retirement. Yeah. And she happens to live next door to bad neighbors, which are called the, the Biden administration for service property, but actually it's not the Biden's property. It's yours and mine. That's so it's our federal forest managed by dumbasses, and they don't clean up their property. So when the fire comes, Mrs. Johnson's entire retirement plan burns up in smoke because she had bad neighbors that had trailers sitting, not trailers sitting around and that kind of stuff, but they didn't take care of their property and it's called the federal government. Okay. That's where the rubber hits the road. Yep. And it's so sad. And it happens every year over and over again. Right. And, and we've complained about this and we've said it. And anybody sitting right now in Eugene Springfield or anywhere in Oregon, actually, and you look outside and you see that smoke, that's coming from your federal government not doing its job managing the trees. And they can blame it on climate change and they can blame it on whatever they want to, but the, the, they're... They're destroying spotted owl habitat because of the very plan they created to try to protect it. And, and shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on them. It perpetuates the same results. It keeps them in, in, in jobs. Okay. If, if you, so ODF, the thing that we didn't also cover in this is that the Oregon Department of Forestry now has the authority, if this resolution passes on September 7th, they will have the authority to go ahead with the HCP and implement whatever they want to, because obviously there's no need for staff to uh, ask for any more direction from the board. Right. Um, so they can go ahead with this. The thing is, is that they will make themselves insolvent. 
if they pass this HCP with the timber harvest levels um, at or below what they what they were at the 34% reduction, they will make themselves insolvent, which means they won't be able to uh, keep the lights on. They will be in arrears of $24 million um, in operating costs. Because they get the money from, from the timber sales. Yes. So do they not, do they, I mean, do they not have a selfish bone in their body to think you're, I mean, this is how woke this thing has gotten. And so how, how overly um, people think they, they need to do their research and do their homework. And when is this going to catch up to people? When will it be this point? Of course, I think they already have it because I remember when the ONC funds, those are Oregon and California timber funds that were not, I'm not telling you, Jen, I know you know this, you grew up in it, but those are funds that used to help fund the counties like Lane County, Douglas County and the schools. Um, and then when those, when people got all spotted owl freaked out, kind of like COVID, they, they freaked out. They took that money away. They reduced the timber sales. No more money's coming in. And then everybody complains and goes, how come our schools aren't funded? How come Lane County has, is raising the tax rate? Well, because you cut off two of the three legs of the milk stool that was used to fund the counties and the schools. And yes, you, I know you didn't know it, but that's because you were apathetic and didn't do your damn homework. That's right. And so now you're doing the same thing again. Yes. Where we're not thinking, God. Vote with, don't vote from your freaking heart. Use your head. Yes. God, if people would just use your head, because this is going to catch up. Yes. And then you're going to wonder, why is Oregon falling off the planet? Because every, nobody can afford to go to have a school or have a fire department to come put out the fire at your house. That's right. I mean, so, so when will people start seeing this? If this goes all through the way that we anticipate that it might without people getting involved, which I don't have a lot of hope for personally, yeah. I've seen yeah. people be apathetic for too long. Yeah. Um, how, when will they start seeing stuff? Like Immediately. Effects, Tomorrow. Really? Yep, absolutely. So the thing is, is that right now ODF has already decided that they're going to go ahead with the ACP, whether they're passing it or not. This uh, last month, I think they had a reduction of 17 million board feet harvested um, from last year, uh, that's on purpose. And so they're already implementing the HCP and putting uh, designations on the habitat conservation areas and the riparian conservation areas. And so we're already seeing the effects of that. Um, there are logging crews out there right now that are under contract and um, the spokesperson for ODF says, oh, well, we're gonna honor those contracts except for that's not what they told the logging guys that they actually made the contracts with. So there's a level, lot of double talk, a lot of smoke and mirrors, um, and it's, they're not to be trusted. So to hand off authority to them to continue with this, it tells me one thing, they're not going to raise harvest levels and they're going to do whatever they want. And they're already implementing the HCP. So can I explain something to the, the audience? Yeah, 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 please, please. Okay. So an HCP and Habitat Conservation Plan was put on the Elliott State Forest, the Oregon's first state forest, uh, back in the 1990s when the spotted owl hit. Um, it devalued it so much so that it's worth, it's been assessed at way, way over a billion dollars. Um, and they decoupled it from the Common School Fund. It used to produce hundreds of millions of dollars for Oregon schools. That's why we were given this piece of land, this 81,000 acres uh, from the federal government. And it was coupled to the common school fund 
and to the surrounding communities. So it would make sure that the surrounding communities were healthy and prosperous and that our schools all over Oregon, the entire state had money uh, from a sustainable resource. Now, Jen, and, wait, I know I'm going to have you continue. I, I just want to now who owned that forest? That we was did. you. We did all of you us, the state of yep. Oregon. Yep. All everybody watching this right now who lives in Oregon, this was your forest. Yeah. And guess what you did with your forest? You bought without it your back. choice. Yeah. Without your choice. You bought back that state forest. So and, it was who, state wait, forest. who was who was who was the salesperson on that? on that um, little scheme there. What, what was her mm -hmm. name again? Kate Brown. Was it former Governor Kate Brown sold this, or, or the Elliott Forest, which belonged to the taxpayers of Oregon, and she sold it to? The taxpayers. Back to the taxpayers, and then gave it to Oregon State University for study purposes when that money from the timber is supposed to go to the Common School Fund. Yes. So Oregonians, you have been ripped off by your former governor, and now you've given it to a college to do research on when it's really yours, and you paid twice for it. You paid twice for it. Congratulations. And not only that, you have you've paid twice for it. And the top uh, one of the top three things they're going to be researching in the world's largest research forest. How to how to protect from forest fires. Fire. Fire. <laughs> oh no, you're kidding me. No, no, I was being facetious. No. Oh my fire. God. Yeah. Oh. And they announced this. They how, announced how, how hypocritical. How hypocritical. And oh. they announced this right after the Labor Day fires. They announced that they were going, to, one of the top three things that they were going to be studying was fire, forest fire. Okay. Right after Labor Day. Mark my word. The Elliott Forest at some point soon will probably get struck by lightning, burn to the ground, and then they can study their little brains out because everything they seem to protect seems to go away. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jen, it I is know. like such a cluster screw. It's such a cluster screw. And that's what they're doing to our state forest at 53%. So 53% of our state forests are going to be closed down with an HCP on it, just like the Elliot. Well, you know what's good about all this? <laughs> what? Well, you know, we we're in Oregon's in the middle of a, a housing crisis and we need more affordable housing. So what a great idea to cut back the amount of timber you can harvest in Oregon by 53 percent so that the, the remaining 47 percent is that much more expensive to harvest. So the yeah. cost of housing will go up even more. That is really stupid. But hey, we're serious about the housing crisis in Oregon. We're going to do something about it. So you raise the you're raising the price of wood products in Oregon because of a conservation plan that's going to conserve nothing. Well, and, and then, look how good they're look at their 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 and I'm not just saying the Board of Forestry, but look at the environmental communities record on preserving habitat. Right. Let's see. Let's look at three years ago and all the habitat that got destroyed. But that's different, Jen, because it's natural. That's yeah. Mother Nature, and she'll take care of it. Mother Nature needs a lot of help. Even the Native Americans helped Mother Nature. Maybe we need to learn from our Native brothers and sisters how it worked. Because they, right. they used to field burn, and Oregon can no longer field burn. So here's when it's really going to hit people, when they'll understand, Maybe is when, when are they going to stop producing corn and barley 
and other farm products in the Willamette Valley because um, we just want it to go back to be natural the way it was. We don't want fertilizers and pesticides on it. So there's gonna be no more harvesting of food in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. So then when it starts that you're looking at your dinner plate and you got nothing on it or you can't afford to feed your family, which you already can't, um, then maybe people will start reacting and responding, but we better wake up because this is absolute ridiculous. I mean. I don't understand, but there's so many things in the world, Jen, I don't understand right now. You want to hear another one? You want to hear another one? Why not? Just here, wait, let me get ready. Okay, no, this is going to freak you the heck right out. IP3. Okay, IP3. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so in Oregon- Sounds like something my my urologist might suggest. (laughs) (laughs) It's an initiate, it's called an initiative petition, and it's named three. Wait, 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 I think I might have heard this. Go ahead. Okay, so the initiative petition will uh, criminalize activities by renew- removing exemptions that protect them from being classified as animal abuse. Yep, There'll be I've no more hunting, that. no more fishing, no more yep. trapping. Wildlife management practices, none. Uh, slaughter practices, you won't be getting any beef anymore. Uh, research and education involving animals, nope, criminalized. Control of pests and vermin, you are not allowed to kill a mouse. So IP3 is coming up and it, it reminds me of the HCP in a way because it takes away hunting, fishing, anything, right. human contact with, with our wildlife or with our forests, with our whatever. It just puts that, you know, huge amount of space between us and nature and things that we, you know, reveal. Well, you know, and so is that in Oregon? Yes. Okay. So they're testing it in Oregon, trying to get it on the ballot, right? Yeah, they've already passed uh, passed something similar in Colorado. Um, I, heard, I heard something on the, I saw something online today that the Biden administration is pushing this whole agenda. Yes. Um, yes. Not these ones in Oregon, but they're going to, they always start in Oregon and Colorado because. Because <laughs> they can. Because they, they know that Oregon voters tend to be like, oh, think with their heart, not with their head. That's and right. so they're going to try it here, see if they can pull it over on you. And yeah. oh, you guys, can you imagine, does it, it sounds to me like they're just trying to make it so that you can't provide anything for your own food. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And, so the, and now the Biden administration is behind this. So it's going to be hunting. Does that include fishing? Because those poor little fish. Yeah. yeah. My kid's a fishing guy. That's not going to go over very well, even though they yeah. throw them out there, but you wouldn't be able to even harm them. No. I mean, well, people. Yeah. The thing, <laughs> the thing is, is that when they take away our, our ability to, to create our own food, food, shelter, and clothing, we're screwed. Right. Because so, then we're dependent on them. Then we're dependent on them. What's so funny though, Jen, you know, is it's like people like you and me, and there's a lot of us out there trying to get to speak the truth into people so that they can go and make some good decisions. But it's so much easier and so much lazier to just, well, they're, you know, they're trying to take care of us. They're looking out for the best no, and no, they're, they're not. not. Have no, you no, no. seen this new, what, what I think is so hypocritical, and I bring this up all the time, but why not? It's you and me and all them. Um, but we live in a state that is so uh, green, it believes, it wants to be. It's a green wannabe. And yet we're cutting power. We're cutting electricity use. We're cutting sources. They're trying to outlaw. Eugene City was trying to outlaw propane and natural gas or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like... And here at the same time, Oregon is a nuclear-free state. 
Yeah. The only source, if these people were truly green, they would be looking at the most, most efficient, safer than electricity form of, of energy, which is nuclear power. That's right. And yes, so, but they won't. And so they're going to go down in their own stupidity because they won't look at something because, nope, we're, we're a nuclear free zone. And it's like, yeah. and your arrogance is going to put everybody in the state in a world of hurt. Well, that's right. So uh, we know that uh, Oregon annually emits about 37.9 metric tons, uh, million metric tons of carbon, right? Okay. Um, forest fires um, are, are, are horrible carbon emitters. Yeah. But, but the timber wood products industry sequesters 49.5 million cubic tons. Oregon emits 37.9 by, by, by burning fossil fuels. The timber and lumber uh, industry sequesters 49.5. We are beyond a green state. You're a solution. The timber We're industry is a solution. That's right. <laughs> and you're growing trees. And when you leave dead and dying trees like the for federal forests do, um, you're not only are the rotting, which creates carbon, but right. when they catch on fire, I read an article and it said that the fires that uh, over the Labor Day weekend three years ago, whatever it was, um, emitted more carbon in that two month period than all of the cars and industries in the whole entire state of Oregon did for a year. The transportation so, industry. Yep. Yep. You're right. Yep. So you're throwing your 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 management plan to protect the spotted owl. Uh, did all that damage. You, and, right. and where's the critique from the general public saying, wait a minute, this isn't working. Instead, they listen to the next person who comes and says, but you know, it's climate change and we're all working to make sure this works. It's not that. The answer is right there. We just made mistakes so we can correct them. But it's the stupider thing, which is not even a word, but <laughs> the more stupid thing is sticking your head in the sand and hoping it all goes away because the only thing in the air is your ass and you can't see with your ass. So you're going to be, there, something's coming and it's going to hit you there and you're That's not right. going to know it until it does. We're going to get spanked. Oh, you got me. I am just sweating up a storm here, Jen. You got me riled. You and Good. I should not. You and I should not be allowed to do this together. But people, I love Oregon. People act like you're blaming Oregon and you're saying we're all stupid. I'm not. I'm just saying you have to take charge of your state. Yes. You can't. You can't allow these agencies and Kate Brown and governors and people to say they're doing your best interest for you when they're not. When they're not. And and the results show what they're doing isn't working and you the people of oregon need to take that back i mean yep. come on well and that's why I'm, i thank you so much i'm very grateful for your uh involvement in this because you do help get the word out and you and hopefully people will be spreading the word that's one of the thing. that's one of the ways you can help this acp yeah. is not good for oregon it's not good for our forests and it's definitely not good for the health and welfare of uh those who live around it um right. And so it, it's a, it's bad. It's not a win-win. It's a lose-lose. It's a lose-lose-lose-lose um, on many fronts. And so it's not necessary. It is a volunteer plan, and we can do something about it. But the time is running out. We need petitions signed. We need people to sign uh, to show up at the Oregon Department of Forestry headquarters in Salem on September sixth and seventh. Um, we, if you want to write a letter in, contact Henri.us. 
onri.us and and or call me 805-245-2612. I will answer the call and I will help you. Um, we we mean this. This is serious. This is going yeah. to really hurt Oregon and our forests. So um, OregonStrongerTogether.com is where you can go and sign the petition and find out more information. You can get in contact with me directly or any board member. We're all very well versed in this entire uh, HCP. So um, please, please be active. Jen, thank you for all you do and for coming on and explaining that. That's what I love about doing podcasting is on the news. That'd be like a 10 second clip. And, and here we can actually go through and put the pieces together for people and whether or not they listen is up to them. We've given them the information. Now you go do your own research, but don't fall for the thing. If it doesn't have a result that works, then don't fall for it. And yes, people do lie. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They All do. right, Jen Hamaker, O-N-R-I. You are one honorary guest. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you so uh, much for everything. All right. See you later. All right. See ya. All right, you guys. So there you go. That's the, the rubber hits the road right there. Um, yeah. And I hope none of you take that as I'm getting down on Oregonians. What I'm doing is trying to encourage you to take back your state. You're getting screwed. The Elliott Forest, there's a great example. Your governor sells it back to you and gives it away. Did you get to say anything about that? Did she call you and ask you if your if your forest was for sale on the national forest level? Did the did, did Biden and his administration or his foresters people, did they ask you your opinion? Did they come and say, this is your forest? It's yours. You own it. So own it and do something about it. You don't have to be living in the smoke like you are right now which is damaging your health. And think of all the asthmatics and the people with allergies that are suffering through this. But the rest of you wonder what this is doing to your health. And as soon as they mention the dark time, everybody freaks out and goes, oh, I need to be, I gotta go do this. But here's something that's, is, you're breathing this for months at a time. What's that doing to your health? And you're not concerned about that, but you'll run out and throw on, you know, right away when they tell you, you're gonna die get involved with this stuff it doesn't make any sense and you can change it i'm rick dancer thank you for watching this is get real with rick dancer feel free to disagree with me but do something do something positive good night